This is episode 61 with Benny Wallington. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. Benny Wallington is an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. He's the creator of a charity called Good Seats, and he's also the founder and creator of a community called 101 Tokens that teaches people how to retrain their booze brains. This concept is going gangbusters globally. He's been on several major TV and radio stations promoting the community and the concepts, and it's even been supported by health professionals because of the way he's teaching people how to hack their drinking habits, and he's providing support and powerful information along the process. Even if you don't feel the need to retrain your booze brain, you will get a lot of value from this episode as we dive into the business startup world, community perspectives, why Benny wears party shirts even on national television, and he also turns the questions on me at the end, which is a bit of fun. As I do with a lot of episodes, I want to read out an iTunes review and... (laughs) Guess who has recently written me a review? The man himself that you're about to hear from, Benny Wallington. Now, this was written before I touched base with him about this interview. He didn't just sneak it in because he came on the show. He's genuinely been listening for a while because he's spoken to me about the value he's gained from some of the episodes. So, what he writes in the review, he's titled it, Varied and Epic. Brett's podcast gives you something different every time. Whether it's a bite-sized piece of advice in a sub 10-minute show or an in-depth interview, you will always take away nuggets of advice to live a better life. Really enjoy the variety and particularly diving deep on visualization and embracing our fellow humans through empathy and other mindful practices. Keep it up, mate. Inspiring stuff. Thanks, Benny. I'm so grateful that you took the time to write that review. Now, I'm fully aware that Apple and iTunes don't make it easy for you to write a review, but your effort doesn't go unnoticed. So, if I could kindly ask that you give me your genuine feedback on there, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, what's vitally important to keep this podcast alive is to actually download each episode that you listen to, not just listen to it through your app or through my website. Now, the reason this is important is because it tracks the number of times people download the episode and that's what proves how many people we have listening to the podcast and that's how we get support and collaboration to keep the podcast alive. Unfortunately, to run a podcast, it does cost a bit uh, to, to keep them going. So your support to help build this collaboration is vitally important to keep the podcast alive. I've been open and vulnerable from the beginning of this podcasting journey that My big audacious visions are to impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. 
Impact to me is not lots of download numbers. Impact to me is the genuine emails and private Facebook messages I receive from you listeners on how this podcast has helped you make permanent positive change in your life, how it has helped you tap into your inner excellence. Seriously, sometimes I get goosebumps. Sometimes I get tears. Sometimes I'm jumping around like I've just won an Olympic gold medal from hearing how the podcast and the guests have helped you change the trajectory of your life. That to me is real impact. So please keep them coming. And I return these emails and messages because it truly aligns with my purpose, my mission, my deeper why. And that's why it's important for me to keep the podcast alive and get the support to keep it going. And that's why I bug you to download the episodes and leave the reviews. It's a team effort and I'm extremely grateful for your support. And speaking of support, let's hear from the cool cat, Benny Wallington. 101 Tokens is a community of smart drinkers. So that's their their top line explanation. And what we do is we take a mindful approach to drinking along with an accountability mindset. So uh, we don't tell people that they're, we're not a sobriety movement. We don't tell people not to drink. We just tell them to do it in a way that they feel comfortable with. And there's a lot of learnings in there as well. So 101 Tokens came about 2016 on the 3rd of January when I was sitting in my flat in North London, actually laying on my couch in North London, resting a one pound beer on my stomach, much like Homer Simpson. And I looked over to my flatmate and we were, he was saying to me, do you want to go to the pub? And this was for the third day in a row, start of the year. And I said, yes, let's do it. And as I went to get up, I spilt the beer into my love handle and down into the crack of the couch, which wasn't ideal. And as I went to get up, I drank the warm beer and I went, I'm turning 30 this year. Is this really how it's going to be? So I sent him off to the pub by himself and started racking my brain, researching different things I could do that could help me cut back on the booze. And there was nothing really out there. There's kind of like your dry Julys where you take a month off and also uh, there was a one year no beer and that didn't really fit with me going full sober. So I decided to basically create my own lifestyle and I wrote a few rules up on the internet in a blog and they were called the 101 Tokens Rules. By putting it on the blog, it was kind of a way for me to acknowledge and to make myself accountable. So my friends read it, my family read it and they're all like, oh, this is pretty crazy. Looking forward to see how you go. The rules are uh, pretty, uh, they've, they've changed a little bit over time, but they're basically the same as to what they are now as they were in 2016, which were I had 101 tokens tokens to spend for the entire year. A sip of alcohol is worth a token and a whole night out drinking is also worth a token. But the kicker in this whole thing is the fact that every time you use a token, the next day you have to reference whether it was worth it or not. Now we've got an app now that does this, but back in the day I just had a two pound Winnie the Pooh calendar. So I'd write down what I did that night, whether it was worth it or not, simply yay or nay, and maybe a little spiel about what happened. So the yays are kind of positive encouragement that you, you're drinking in the right way and the nays are a huge opportunity for you to be accountable and actually think about your drinking, draw draw patterns in your drinking in terms of bad habits and then that way you can work out how to 
alleviate or, or change those bad habits and, and really become a, a smarter drinker. We call this retraining your booze brain. Brilliant. And there's plenty I want to know about here in this whole concept. And before we dive deeper into this great philosophy, Benny Wallington, welcome to Your Life of Impact. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm a big fan. Yeah, looking forward to chatting more. We were connected through a mutual friend of ours, Dan Kalapsky from the YesN Project, who was on this podcast on episode number 30. 31. And my gorgeous fiance and I have stayed at your humble abode in Bondi, just a few minutes stroll from the infamous Bondi Beach. Yeah, it was fantastic having you guys. Good to meet in person. We were kind of pen pals for a little bit there. Uh, yeah, so lots of alignment in the stuff that we're doing and uh, Dan's been a good inspiration for me too, so I'm very happy that he linked us up. Actually, I joined you boys for the infamous Bondi Bulgarian that Dan created on the Sunday when I was there, and you and a mate had started a little bit before us, but we you know, we did the session on the bars, you do the chin-ups and dips and push-ups, etc., and all that, and then we did some sand sprints on the beach and ran all the way along Bondi down to the Icebergs Club, and then we did the sauna and pool combo, and man, it was a big struggle for me because I'd only been back from Sweden for four days so it'd come from minus 30 and into plus 30 and the heat just nailed me and there were there we were sitting in a 40 degree sauna <laughs> yeah that'll get yeah it's a it's a good refresher and, and it also ties in nicely with alleviating those sneaky hangovers sometimes yeah which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more at least the sauna was overlooking the ocean which was great yeah best sauna in Australia I reckon now something else that we have in common is an understanding of the mining industry. I believe you were actually working in the mines in WA. Yeah, I work. I've done two stints in the mines as an unskilled labourer. Uh, probably back when it was booming, you know, five years ago, you could go over over to WA on a one way ticket and sort of make a lot of cash really quick. It's a really big shock for anyone who's never been to like a smaller mining town. But you basically go over there, put your head down, and and almost right off a percentage of your life just to getting the cash in the pocket and being able to move on with your life in whatever whatever way you're trying to push it. Now, you mentioned there before earlier, we started off talking about 101 tokens. Let's dive into that a little bit more. And why the number 101? Yeah, 101 came about because when I was in London, I was actually drinking four to five times a week. Not to say that I was binge drinking all of those, but especially in, in winter in London, there's a real culture around going straight to the pub after work. So I was right in the midst of this culture and four to five times a week for me, I was thinking, you know, most of the time that's just having a wine with dinner, which could sometimes turn into two or three wines or going to the pub for one beer turns into five pints and, and it's really, it, it starts to bank up in terms of hitting your wallet as well as your productivity and things like that. So 101 came about because I was thinking, oh, well, I'm going to do this for the whole year. 101 is a, is a catchy number and that will bring my drinking down to under twice a week. So that was basically the idea. But since then, it's kind of evolved and fits really well with the training aspect of what we're trying to bring into it. So 101 is kind of like the university terminology of, you know, psychology 101 or retrain your booze brain 101 and other things like that. Talk to me a little bit more about retrain your booze brain and the the mindful aspect of this concept. Yeah, so the retrain your booze brain concept is probably it's something the, the actual terminology has only just been we've been coined it recently. But the, the way that we try and help people is we let them go on their own journey. So we don't exact we don't tell them 
exactly how they are supposed to reference whether the night's worth it or not. That's up to you. So the initial part of joining 101 Tokens is all about working out your why. And I know you guys, are you're really big on that as well, Robbo. That's the most important thing. So once they're clear on their why, whether that's they want to save money, they want to spend more time with their their family, they want to start a side business. Every time they go to reference whether a night on the drink was worth it, then that's the thing that they need to reference. So by doing that every time, and getting comfortable with their decisions and be, and sort of habit hacking their drinking, that's when they're retraining their booze brain. So for everyone, they're retraining their booze brain in a slightly different way just with the structures that we've put in place. And this is all done through the app that you mentioned before. What are some of the other benefits of the app that we can use? We built the app so it was meant to be really basic and simple so people can just jump on. Within literally 20 seconds, they can reference the, the token and then – they can add in a description. So again, that's up to them about what they want to document. So that's an optional part. So a lot of people will put down how much money they're spending because that's a big driver. Other people will talk about the positives of the night and then the negatives. And then they also can put in the location. So something that we we talk about a lot is uh, the four pillars of having a good night. So these are the food. So making sure that you're getting the right food in before you drink, also having something to eat when you drink and then having something before you go to bed, that's how you're inclined. Also, the people that you hang around with, it's super important because they can have a huge influence on whether you're going to have a good night or not. The location, also massively important, and this is something that happens. Oh, sorry, the last one is the actual booze, so that's kind of the obvious one. So by analysing all four of these aspects, so for example, if it's a location that's no good, you're going to the same pub every Friday and you're continually getting a nay, maybe that's the issue. And we've seen that directly in, in cases with people in the community. And sometimes it can be the people, which is is one of the hardest things for someone to really dive into because they could be your best mates and potentially they're leading you astray or they're just the only reason they're your mates is because you get drunk with them. That can be a hard thing for people to, to really think about, but sometimes it's it's a conversation that needs to be had. So you can add, enter all that information into into the app and sort of, yeah, that's the, the added value of it. And I've seen some of the when you've been interviewed on some of the TV news programs and even the doctors are raving about it and saying that if people utilise your app properly, they can see how it can really have a big beneficial impact on people's health. Yeah, it's great. I think that that's the validation is, is awesome because before that, it's kind of just been me running around telling my story and the stories of the guys who, who did 101 tokens last year. So having that validation is amazing. I think um, one, one thing that I've picked up this year specifically is uh, how quick people can change their mindset. So I think when they first enter their first token, so the first time in their whole life, some people could be, you know, 65 and, and doing 101 tokens. And this first token they've put in is the first time they've really ever been concrete about taking responsibility for the night before. So that is such a huge leap. And I think, yeah, that that's kind of that is the first step in in retraining your booze brain is actually putting it down. So it's going to be somewhere that you can forever reference back to and go, oh, that night wasn't quite worth it and here's the reasons why. What do you believe are some of the main barriers from stopping people doing this or why isn't it something that people are able to control a little bit more? I think we here in Australia, we definitely live in a culture that's heavily set in drinking. So it's especially from, you know, from a young age, a lot of us have had, had parents who've not necessarily been drunks or anything, but just that's the culture. You go to a barbecue on the weekend, 
parents drink. They might have a couple of dad might have a couple of beers every night. So as you get older, you kind of you gotta get it. You're coming out of high school and the parties and the thing, you know, that's all there for you, and it just seems pretty easy. And then into university. Or, or into your trade or however you go forward with life. It's just a drinking culture everywhere and that's the norm. So I think for someone to, to take a moment and think about being mindful, it's just, it's a bit foreign. So I like to tell a little story about how when I first started it, I wrote the blog post and I got quite a bit of pushback. I was living in London at the time, as I mentioned, from my English mates about it. And they were, it took them sort of, you know, probably six, six weeks to to two months to come around to it. The fact that every time I'd go out, I wasn't necessarily drinking or potentially I was drinking a lot less because I used to be the guy who would go hammer and tong. Probably could have drank for Australia there for a bit. So (laughs) the interesting thing about that is by the time it came around to the end of the year, half of my really close male group had signed up to do it the following year. And then this year coming now, sort of another 25% have signed up from that group. So it's all about having that initial conversation and, and I think back to your question, that's that's the problem is how do you have that initial conversation with your friends that you're not going to drink that night or you're not going to be the, the party animal that you have been in the past. And I guess I'm just thinking that you came from that drinking culture in London, so you're surrounded by that. You came from the drinking culture of Australia. You've worked in the mining industry, which is a very blokey bloke type industry and those kind of communities that you've been involved with and those circles that you've been involved with, just thinking about how you've made it easy for people to access something like this where it's not a struggle to have to reach out and ask for support. It's something that they can just pick up their phone and they can be a part of your Facebook community and actually guided through this very easily and in a kind of fun, interactive way. Yeah, I think that's been a a massive point about the success is the fact that we are very conversational and relatable so the way that we talk about booze and also it's a different framing you know you you hear a lot about the sobriety movements we're more of I guess a a lifestyle movement if that makes sense I like to think of us as a cross between like oh in the middle of a sobriety movement and then a brand like Corona who when you look at Corona they're all about the go surfing and have two beers in the Arvo from a, a tropical island. That's the kind of vibes I think we're sitting in between both those. That's why I think it's accessible. And you've got a fun intro video on your Facebook page uh, that I'm going to link into the show notes too to and share across our show, social media platforms because it's a great intro and an easy way for people to understand more about the concept. But with your uh, – and it talks about you guys not being the fun police so I can see where you say you fit in between those two in that uh, border there. How's the community that you've created and what's some of the ways, some of the other ways that you're nourishing that community? So the community that we've created is it started on Facebook as a closed group. So the first year, 2016, that's just about me talking about myself blogging. In 2017, I put the onus on the guys who'd signed up. So it wasn't a huge number. There was just under 100 sign up. And I was getting those guys to write blogs and communicate what they thought. Also talking about how I was looking to develop like what is 101 tokens, you know, this is a new concept. So letting the community really drive what came out of it. And the number one thing was the app. So that's why we built the app this year. The second thing was the content and bringing in people who can add value to the group and dialing up those stories. So I call them the 101 experts. So we've got people like Dan, who you mentioned before, I've done an interview with him in a a mini workshop on getting people to get clearer on their why. We've got 
my friend Sarah Rickards, who's amazing, and she's got a movement which is all about getting people to figure out what they really care about, like diving down into their purpose, which is actually linked really close to their why. But yeah, so bringing these kind of people on, including meditation, also yoga, uh, uh, an elite runner as well, just to tell their stories and how that people can apply their skills to the 101 tokens process. That's adding value and the community are really keen on it. I know we've talked about breathing and stuff like that. So I'll be awesome to have, have yourself as one of the 101 experts down the line too. But that's something that I really want to do. And also on the other side, because that's really about the mindfulness stuff and physical stuff. But I also like to bring in people from the alcohol side. So working with brands in Australia that have got percent, potentially 0% ABV, which, which means that it's a, it's a non-alcoholic drink. So Sobar uh, is an indigenous beer brand from, from up north in Queensland. And I've been working with them and I actually took their beers to a university in Sydney and we talked about 101 tokens to the students and we gave them the beers and just opening them up to like a new way to drink because if you can get people – because drinking culture is magical when it's in when it's used in the right way so in this way we can kind of invite people who might not be into the whole you know drinking at the pub and and getting smashed into you know they could have a zero percent beer or zero percent wine or a cocktail or even mid-strength and be invited into the, the conversation so i think by me speaking with these brands and bringing them into the conversation and into the community, that's adding extra value to them as well about different ways they can drink. So that community for everyone listening that might want to join it, there's so many other benefits that go along with that, with all this education side of thing and those areas that you're tapping into is not just about helping them retrain their booze brain, but those kind of skills, understanding your why, your purpose. You, like you said, you and I have spoken about I'm going to be coming on proudly as a 101 expert and doing some breathing and mindset things on there. These are skills that people can take, learn from your community and take into every aspect of their life. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, I think from a, a personal story perspective and hearing the stories of the community, these are the things that resonate with them as well. So having them found their purpose last year or are driving towards these goals and whether it's physical or mindset goals, it's, um, yeah, it's great to watch and yeah, I'm more than happy to, to feed the community with like the legends that are in my life. And what's the big visions for 101 tokens from an impact level but also from a business perspective and you just mentioned there that you travel and you're doing these workshops is that part of monetizing what you're doing because obviously making the impact is vitally important and a big driver in your why but also you need to live Benny you need to fund yourself to buy some of those crazy Larry shirts that I see you wearing all the time yeah that's right I need more party <laughs> shirts <laughs> they're not cheap those good party shirts so yeah you're 100% correct so this year uh, well last year was I, I had a business mentor on the project and I was like I was looking at business models and, and revenue and stuff and it, it kind of just wasn't agreeing with me at that time and so I just went uh, screw the KPIs. I'm just going to build the community and give everything away for free, uh, which anyone can access all the stuff we've got for free. But you're right. In terms of going into potentially businesses, universities, the mining industry, as you mentioned before, I, I can see massive value in myself going in and taking this product to them. And then what I'm doing is creating with a few psychologists and other experts a, a condensed version of 101 tokens. So like the quicker way to retrain your booze brain. So that's going to plug in as sort of a side product, which will be released pretty soon. Yeah, I just want everyone to have access to this. And then if they want to access the 
the extra staff than they can. That's that's basically where I'm thinking of heading. But in terms of big picture, alcohol is a vice. It's just one vice. There are so many things that we as Australia and, and the world need to cut back on. So if you think about our overconsumption of meat, overconsumption of sugar and the detrimental effects of that, there's so many. So now the booze tried to change the, the face of Australia's drinking culture then I guess we'll look into these other things because the the structure will be essentially the exactly the same. It'll just be a different vice. And do you need funding and support? What are some of the ways that people who are listening that have the ability to get behind you with 101 tokens, how can they do that? And what do you need from organisations and investors, et cetera, to, to really help you make this sustainable and for the long term? Yeah, so with a few of my other companies and startups that I've worked for, I've gone into the investor conversations too early and I've, I've you know I've had great conversations and I've actually got pretty far down the path but I think it was for me it was getting really clear on the steps so in terms of scaling the business I need to I'm looking at getting in some revenue just off the back of the stuff that I already know and and the courses that I'm trying to create and, and that kind of stuff but definitely down the line just sharing the message of mindful drinking and and also, you know, talking to someone, whether it be a friend, colleague, family member, about 101 tokens as an option, you don't necessarily have to take it, but at least have the conversation that there is an option out there for people who might just want to cut back on the booze and, yeah, download the app for free. And as I said, you can join the Facebook group and that's all free to access as well. You mentioned there some of your other startups. You're also the founder of a charity called Good Seats. How does Good Seats work? Yeah, so I started Good Seats in the UK and it's actually a pretty cool story that I got that off the ground based on starting the 101 tokens because it gave me more time to focus on getting this business cranking. So Good Seats... The simple form of it is we take unsold sporting tickets and allow community members to volunteer for them. So rather than paying for the ticket, they just volunteer for a charity and and they can go and watch the footy or whatever the, the program is. So we did that in the UK with the Premier League football club, Southampton FC, uh, and their affiliate charity. And we went into a local primary school and we got 30 volunteers to repaint the primary school's changing rooms into Southampton colours. So, yeah, just driving community spirit. Then we went and watched the game where they won 3-0. So we claim that as uh, the good seats got Southampton over the line that day with the extra fans. But, (laughs) yeah, so that's something that's kind of rolling on in the background. I did a project with uh, Clean Up Australia and Salesforce here, which was more skilled volunteering activation. We went to the Swans game. So that's something that I work on in the background as well. But this year has been all about really pushing 101 tokens. I moved to the UK when I was 26 to get back into advertising. So I started in my early 20s in advertising and I wanted to get into the creative side. So I looked at a bunch of different programs from across the world and and this one popped up in London and I was like, that's, that's it, I'm going to London. Football's there. It's got a great course and a great reputation so I moved to London to do this course and to become a copywriter. And the course was amazing. It was like 10 weeks, uh, 10 months intensive, got access to industry leaders. But the core part of the course for me was, and that I hadn't really thought about too much, was advertising first and foremost, but there was a strong entrepreneur element. So we were encouraged to come up with ideas. We were encouraged to go and speak to investors, to pitch to investors. So that's where I kind of got the startup bug. And at that stage, there was a few companies coming in and I was running, trying to run a campaign against the shark culls that were happening in WA. And this company came in that were doing positive impact crowdfunding for charities. And I really resonated with the two founders, uh, Benny and Bartow. 
And off the back of that, they invited me in to do some work for them just for a week or so. And off the back of that, I got hired as an intern and I kind of forgot about advertising and ended up just being their head of projects and writing all the content and doing all this stuff for huge charities, multinational charities and all these great causes, lots of stuff with animals and people with disabilities and also people with rare diseases. So that was amazing and a huge eye-opener for me at a stage where I was kind of figuring out what do I really want to do. And I was also working with some big brands as well, so with the likes of Sony and Rovio, who was kind of the the biggest player in the game, uh, the mobile app developer game at the time so that was a great experience for me and off the back of that and the inspiration that I got for that is where I've created good seats and and wanted to work into working on my passion which was working with sports but also working in the positive impact space and I think that's hugely important something that I'll tell everyone is if you can't if you want to come up with a business idea or you want to prototype something most important thing is coming up with something that you're passionate about because at the end of the day when you're getting up and you don't feel like working on it it's going to be a lot harder if you don't have that passion yeah well said and I love the concepts of good seats and it's sort of feeding charities and then rewarding those who've volunteer for it and I helped you out when when I heard about it and got you a few of those Swannies tickets for some of those volunteers exactly that's I forgot about that sorry mate um yeah that was the that was how I got I was scrambling for tickets at the end yeah that was awesome actually mate everyone had such a good time and it's always a good day out at the Swannies don't apologize it wasn't until you said Swannies that I remembered hang on that's how we first got connected (laughs) exactly yeah I'm glad it happened (laughs) here we are now (laughs) And you mentioned there that you were working in advertising and you studied communication and journalism at uni, was it? And what what is it now that you take from everything that you've learned in that space into what you're doing? So university was an interesting one. I, I thought I was going to be a journalist to start out with. And I learned a lot about writing, but halfway through, I kind of got a little bit disillusioned with the whole journalism space and switched into more media production and film. And that was that was great. That was more that was a lot more creative for me. And it, towards the end of university, I was really keen on getting into that, maybe going and doing some work for a TV station or something like that, continuing to write scripts. But I got an opportunity to join, not sure it's called the same, but the Advertising Federation of Australia grad program. So I applied for that and got accepted to come and pitch and essentially it's I think it was like 16 spots at the top ad agencies in Sydney and Melbourne and yeah we were all pitching there was about 50 of us pitching for these spots and I met one of my mentors who's who's still a mentor of mine today Nick Garrett who was yeah his agency BMF where I ended up working he, he came over and said I really like your application really keen for you to come and work for us what is the one line that you would say you're going to take into this new role if you get selected. And I said, work hard, party harder. So, And I I thought about that after and I was like, is that the right thing to say? But it turns out the advertising industry has a lot of partying in it, (laughs) which I was later to find out. That was, I'm not sure that completely got me the job, but I'm sure it went a ways to do it. I also just won a state title with my soccer team and Nick's English, so he was probably looking for a good footballer at the time to join his ranks to beat the other, other Yeah, agencies. The planets aligned. And speaking of filming and your creative space, can I ask 
What are you and Dan up to? You both got my fiance and I in front of the camera when we stayed at your place and had us as part of your little project idea. How much of that can you share? Yeah, happy to share it. We decided that we went to Australia's biggest startup conference called StartCon in Sydney. We went there for the first day and we did a bit of networking and we were just thinking like this is such a fantastic opportunity. We've got so many amazing people here from all different types of business and what could we take away from that that we could share with other people and bring them into the experience and so and we didn't want to be like and we were thinking about when people could run around asking for interviews and we didn't want to be those guys who hold you up because when you're at a conference you kind of go 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 you you you're sometimes jumping from one speech to another or you've got a meeting lined up and people stopping you to do interviews can be quite annoying so we thought of a way to hack that and just asking one question to these people. So we came up with a question surrounding their output and what makes them work at an optimal level. And we just asked this basic question to about 36 people, including uh, some of the big dogs at the conference, some guys who were sort of around when Twitter started and uh, the CEO of StartCon. We snuck backstage and pretended we were official and got an interview with her as well. And since then, we've just been trying to interview people with just this one question because we, we feel like we could actually mind map quite an interesting thing about people who are making waves in industries, in all different industries, and potentially draw some characteristics out and, and share that with the world. So at the moment, we're still collecting interviews, so it's not live at all, but it's something that we could find really interesting. And I think I've spoken with you before, Robo, about short podcasts and, and short pieces or short nuggets. And you do that in your podcast, which I value sometimes. I've only got five minutes, so I'll just jump on and, and listen to one of your podcasts on the way down to the shops or whatever. And this one question is kind of tapping into that. How can we just give a nugget of advice to people who might only have five minutes uh, to listen to it? And, and yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's always uh, an exciting thing to test a MVP of a product or a, a concept and see if people take it up. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're onto something there with the one question and that short amount of time. People do only have a short amount of time. Some people have said to me, oh, Robbo, I'm sure your podcasts are great, but I look at it and they're 45 minutes long or an hour and I just don't have that time. So I hope you're not offended. I haven't listened to it. <laughs> and I say, no, that's fine. They're not for everyone. I love a long podcast, but I do understand that some people don't. That's good. And I think I mentioned to you via text that you've got a variety on there. So that's that's a nice way in, I think, for people. You can say, oh, look, you know, maybe you don't have the hour to invest, but we've got five-minute nuggets and we've got, you know, 15-minute ones, so... Or, or, or however many different variations there are so you've got something for everyone make sure you let us know when you guys do get that one sorted and we'll let everyone know because I'm sure even the people on here that love the long form episodes will love to listen to a few short golden nuggets being dropped all the time and easily accessible now you mentioned there before that you go to a lot of uh, that you went to a conference you and Dan I know you go to a lot of them and you love learning about startups and tech what excites you most in this space at the moment? Yeah, I do like learning about the tech side, but I also really, really like to learn about how we're developing our connections offline or maybe going back to how our connections offline were before we all decided to have smartphones and spend a lot of time on the internet. I just went to a conference called Purpose in Sydney, which was amazing. It's probably the best vibe of a conference I've ever had. And 
the the themes were about connective connectiveness. It was also about the future of work, which took into a lot of technology, mental health, which is a is a very important thing for us to be discussing, especially in the business space. But yeah, this this kind of these themes of how are we connecting offline are really important, and I even know that fa- like companies like Facebook have just released this global grant, which is. For, for people who have got online communities on their Facebook or other channels that Facebook have and they're putting a massive onus on how are you bringing those people out of the digital space and connecting them offline because um, there's so much research about especially with kids these days being disconnected because they're just living online. I'm really excited about where we're going with how can we connect back on a physical level more so than the tech but then at the same time I, I think VR is going to be a game changer I'm a huge huge advocate for us not sitting in cubicles I think we should be moving around a lot more it just stimulates the mind I currently work from a co-working space in North Bondi so I can see the ocean from where I'm sitting right now and that gives me the it's called two space if anyone wants to check it out but if that gives people the access to be able to work from North Bondi one day, work from the city another day, go to Manly, all lovely places and have different different vibes. So, yeah, I think that's where we're heading and a lot of companies are catching up. Yeah, absolutely. The world is definitely changing in that way, which is exciting. And another thing that excites me is I mentioned it just before and I want to know more about your Larry shirts, your party shirts. Is this something that's just part of your upbringing or is it an addiction or where does this come from? I'd like to say healthy addiction. So <laughs> it's basically just as my group of mates is kind of, it's a thing that we've done for ages. Uh, I just have so much more fun in a party shirt I, and whatever job I've had. So from back when I got my first job in advertising, I'd, I'd try and like get people onto the party shirt Fridays motivation. So everyone wear a party shirt. It's, it's hard to get people to pick it up, but there's always a, a certain amount who, who are keen. But uh, yeah, I just love a party shirt. You just, if you see someone in a party shirt, you're going to have such a, you've just got an in for a conversation straight away. And so, a little anecdote I, I'd say is that when you're a bloke and you're in the boy's toilet, you don't talk to other blokes in the, the boy's toilet, but if you're in a party shirt, nine times out of 10, and it's a good party shirt, that someone will go shirt <laughs> so it's kind of like it's kind of like an icebreaker in the toilet but um that yeah i think the power of party shirts is massive and if we could get more people more suits in the city to wear party shirts imagine how much more creative they'd be in their meetings well that connectedness that you spoke about before of the offline is happening when you're wearing those party shirts into the toilets by the sounds of it oh just when you're at the pub i'm talking about or or yeah <laughs> I don't just wear it specifically to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen on the news interviews that you did on national news programs that you still wore your party shirts on there. So you definitely do wear them proudly. Of course, yeah. Got to represent, build the brand. Is it maybe, I'm just thinking out loud here, maybe there can be a 101 Tokens party shirt that become a part of the community too. Most definitely. That's a fantastic idea. Party shirt and a party skirt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, now, before we wrap up, I've got a few general questions. So if you could spend time with any mentor in the world, who would it be and what would you talk to them about? And this doesn't have to be an existing mentor of yours. It can be a previous one who you wished you'd spoken to about something or it can be a world influencer that you'd love to have as a personal mentor or spend some time with. Yeah, that's a great question. I think it is actually a mentor that I've had previously. Uh, if anyone knows about the advertising space, Sir John Hegarty would be a name that they would have heard before. Uh, pretty much one of the global pioneers of 
advertising. So I was lucky enough that he was a mentor at the school I went to in London and he turned up, I knew who he was from his books and having seen him everywhere when you're researching advertising or working in advertising, sorry. And he pioneered like even just this, this saying when you walk into his agency, BBH, it says when the world zigzag and that was something that he came up with and that just really resonated with me. When he came in, he showed us one of his adverts, which is a Johnny Walker campaign. It's pretty, pretty interesting because I'm in the booze face and it's called The Man Who Walked Around the World. And the storytelling in that, and it is is phenomenal if you haven't seen it. It's got Robert Carlyle as the main the main actor in it, and it's one shot, and it's about a six minute ad, which goes against the grain of what an ad is supposed to be. And the storytelling is is just phenomenal through the whole thing, and that really inspired me to dive into like you know expanding on my creativity. Where could I go with it? And just how to tell a story really it was just amazing so luckily enough and and I guess through joining Critical Mass which was the startup he was actually on the board so I got to not just watch him speak I actually got to go into brainstorming sessions with him about the projects that we're working on Um, and they were usually short because he's a super busy guy but it was just amazing to sit in there he's got 50 plus years in advertising and brainstorming ideas and the guy just gets to gets to the point so quick and is really eloquent with how he speaks and delivers creative ideas as well and then I then later down the track I got to pitch for equity in front of him and which was very nerve-wracking but he was like yeah Benny that's that sounds good and then I even got to take him through good seats one time and just his advice in half an hour meetings is just invaluable. So what I'd love to do is reconnect with him and take him through 101 tokens because <laughs> I think he, yeah, his, his value is, yeah, it shines through. So that would be my one person. Brilliant. And I challenge you to do that and I'm sure you actually will do that. And I love his thing of when the world zigs, zag. Yeah, super powerful. Love it. Sticks with me forever. Now, what specific advice can you give to the listeners on what action they can take to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? So something I love about living with my flatmates, and I was actually talking with with them about this over dinner, is that we have a little library in our flat which is in the lounge room it's got a bunch of books in it uh, including tools of titans by tim ferris which is a cracker the subtle art of not giving a f excuse the french and also a book which has been really influential with, with me which is called throwing rocks at the google bus and the reason i love this is because people can walk into the lounge room and pick these books up and, and get something profound from all of them uh, in a short space of time. And when I was at Purpose Festival conference during the week, there was a talk from a guy named Paul Hawken. And essentially, he's written this book or co-created this book called Drawdown. And it's the most comprehensive plan ever proposed to reverse global warming. Now, I've bought this book as a present for the household. And in the same way that someone can come in and Get a, get a nugget and work out how they can help. This book essentially does that. It goes through all the different things that are affecting global warming. And global warming as a concept can be super scary to anyone about how they can affect change because it's so massive. And it, it's kind of like that mentality of like, what can I do? I'm only myself. But this book breaks down all of the, the different things that you can do. And you just go through and work out what lights you up and then there's a solution there and how you can action it, which is amazing. I'm all about action. There needs to be action. You should never just post something on Facebook saying save the rhinos if there's no way to actually save them in that message. And there was something that he said which resonates with me massively in his speech and he said often when it's game over, it's game on. 
So this book is all about that. So getting into that mindset of, you know, we're fed so much stuff in the media that's telling us that the world's screwed essentially, but we should be thinking game on. And that's like the most powerful message that that this book has. And so I'd recommend any anyone to get hold of it if they can. Game on. Now, two-part question here. Where can we learn more about you? So social media, what's your website to find out more information? And how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Yeah, great. So you can visit 101tokens.com and there you can find the links to download the apps or you can just sign up from there as well. Got a Facebook group which is go access the Facebook group, not the page. Well, you can do both, but the group is where we really connect. So that's called 101 Tokens Exclusive Group, and I'll accept you into that. And just, yeah, share the message uh, of mindful drinking. So as I said before, just, yeah, if you have, a, have a bit of a conversation with your mates. If, if you guys are, do drink way too much on, like, more often than you'd like, it's it's worth just having a conversation. I think we're, we've grown up a little bit now, and, and it's the, the kind of, I guess, macho attitude of having to get drunk till you spew is, is on the way out, and there's a lot of awesome people doing great stuff in the in the space and and we can yeah we can learn a lot and i'll link all that up in the show notes for everyone to jump on board and especially like i said to check out that fun little video you've got on the site too to explain everything to everyone in a in a fun way now benny i know you've listened to some of my podcasts so you know that one of my top core values is giving and i give all my guests something for giving their time and value And for you, I thought of a great gift uh, that would be something to help the balance of the 101 tokens philosophy, especially after some of those nay days, and that's some kombucha. So we know that kombucha is awesome for gut health and optimal gut health is great for mental health too. So I'm organizing for Dan to get some from one of my favorite cafes in Sydney, which is Egg of the Universe over on the other side of the city to where you are love that cafe too oh it's brilliant they make some of the best kombucha that i've had actually so that'll be delivered to your fridge mate you're a legend sounds delicious (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up or anything you'd like to ask me um yeah i think maybe a a good question for you robbo is you've you've just resettled in queensland uh have you noticed anything change i mean you've been away for a little while but in terms of the drinking culture up there. I know that uh, with some of the brands that are pushing this mindful drinking that they're saying that it's a little bit tougher to crack into that space because potentially they're not as open-minded as, you know, maybe Melbourne or the other major cities. Yeah, is there anything that you've noticed up there about the drinking culture that's changed or... To be honest, I couldn't really answer that because I wouldn't be exposed to it enough. But I lived here mm-hmm. years ago and and that was probably at a time when I was partying a lot more too. So I saw that drinking culture similar to you when you, you go through those times when you're younger and uh, getting right into that. And uh, what I guess the only change that I've seen is in myself, to be honest. And I had a few, I would have used a token on the Saturday night. We went and had a few drinks and yeah, I... Honestly, I felt like oh, I probably could have just had kombucha. It was a yay because I got to catch up with some friends. But if I think about those four pillars, uh, maybe the locations weren't as awesome. And also when I just realized what really nourishes my soul and makes me enjoy people's company more, I don't actually need the 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 alcohol or the extra alcohol for that. Awesome. I, I 
That, can I have another question? <laughs> Please do. There's no rules. So you, yeah. So if you were if you were a party animal back in the day, what was the catalyst for you to change your drinking habits? To be honest, there's probably been a couple. Now, one of them is I found myself uh, just in a really cruisy lifestyle. And that cruisy lifestyle in terms of career and also partying a lot. And I was having the time of my life. I was loving it. But I sort of actually scared myself to the point of thinking, well, hang on, how long is this going to last? How, why am I not getting outside my comfort zone in, in a few years' time if I'm just living this fun, cruisy lifestyle? Where am I actually going to be? And I thought about that and I put myself in that picture in three years' time, five years' time and I just I was disgusted by it and just thought, actually, I've got more to do. I really want to challenge myself mentally, physically, everything. So that was one decision that I made and that actually made me uh, change careers, to be honest, and, and follow a different path. And then just more recently in time, it would definitely be uh, from the major adversity in my life a few years ago with the loss of my grandparents through the tragedy and my outlook on life is, I shouldn't say my outlook on life is different but just my my deeper why and my approach to what I'm doing on a regular basis and what nourishes me from the inside out in terms of how I'm spending time with people so I just I feel like that's been a huge catalyst and and I mean I still drink and I still have beers and I still enjoy that. I'm not saying I'm like you, I'm not the fun police, I'm not the booze police at all, but I definitely don't need those party times or uh, those big uh, nights out or anything to to justify a good time. Amazing. That's fantastic. It's yeah, that's uh it's really interesting to hear uh, people's stories because uh, you, you know, I can I can take that knowledge and and people's individual journeys and and apply that to my community as well. So, yeah, thanks for sharing, mate. Thanks for asking. I can see now how your community works, and it's going to be exciting to be a part of it now as a one hundred and one expert. Brilliant, Benny. You're a legend. You're making positive change in this world through fun and fact in a culturally aligned way. Keep shining your impactful light to the world, my man. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. What a dude. What an interesting approach to help change habits and create healthier lifestyles. If this is something you think you can benefit from, make sure you jump on to 101tokens.com and download the app and check out the Facebook group called 101 Tokens Exclusive Group and join the community. As you heard, it's not just about changing a habit. This community is about providing an abundance of value across the different pillars and bringing a variety of resources to help you on your journey. Also, if you know someone else who you believe will benefit from this episode, please share it around. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.